Welcome to Love Requited Etc., a podcast of love and life, stories about unconventional, untethered, and sometimes unreturned love. I am Reverend Liliana Barzola, a spiritual and intuitive healer, creator of Lotus Lantern Healing Arts. This podcast is for mature audiences only, as it can sometimes be sexually explicit, and certainly this episode is. Get your kids, your dog, and your grandmother out of the room right now. Well, maybe grandma can stay. Episode number four. I like dick too much. One night, from a deep state of pleasure, I heard myself say, Oh, baby, your dick is so good. I immediately felt ashamed because, well, my partner is in a female body. She laughed, kissed me hard, and said with confidence, Baby, I know. I felt relieved she wasn't offended. Her response showed me she'd heard this sort of comment in the bedroom before. So this episode answers the question, what do women do in the bedroom? It's such a mystery. Can two women get the same pleasure that a man and a woman can? What if you like to be penetrated and there's no dick in sight? Gasp! I do all this with the help of Katie Boyden, a writer and storyteller makes it her personal mission to dissolve the myths and stereotypes of lesbian sex. We get to address comments we get from straight girls all the time, like, but I like dick too much. We talk about what it's like to be a femme lesbian and the downsides and upsides of girl-on-girl sex. I just started doing a podcast on what I'm calling unrequited love, but it's just everything to do with love and sex. Really nice. wanting to talk about topics that nobody else is talking about. Like the one we're talking about today? Yeah. But just a call out to you saying, is there anybody who sleeps with women that wants to talk about it openly? Nobody does. Nobody does. And I was so excited because I'd been following you on Instagram and there's no way I thought you would see that because I've been fangirling forever. And <laughs> then when you responded, I knew exactly who you were. I was, oh my God, I was screaming in my room because about eight months ago, I found all of your articles on Live Fast Magazine. I loved your articles on sex and sexuality. Thank you. Yeah, the sex ones, are, those are kind of my most popular slash most viral pieces. I just actually wrote them a guide for straight girls who want to have lesbian sex. I can't wait. That's awesome. (laughs) For me, I felt desire for women at a very early age, like 10. And Mm -hmm. I tried and tried and tried to be with women and it just did not work. Like I could never get past first base. And it wasn't until I'm 38 years old now, but until I was 37 Mm -hmm. that I finally got to step into that world and fully be me. And so Mm -hmm. I don't think of it as coming out because if you had asked me at any point in my life, if I was straight, I would have said absolutely not because any chance Mm -hmm. I could get to be with a woman, I would have made it happen. So my partner. (laughs) Wait, why was it, why was it like so rough for you in the beginning though? Like what was the, what was happening that was like blocking you um, from having these? Yeah. So one, I didn't really identify with the sort of like 
lesbian culture, they really hated me. And I say they, because I actually felt like as a super feminine woman, there was an assumption that a lot of lesbians when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties, just looking at me, they hated me. It was like, Oh, oh fuck yeah. I experienced that in San Francisco all the time, all yeah. the time. You no. love dick and I hate you. And it was like, actually, if you tried to kiss me, I would totally go for it. <laughs> yeah, the lesbians need to open their minds as much as the straight girls sometimes, you know, like yeah. the really hardcore, like especially the more old guard butch women. Like, yes. Like I remember being in uh, a, the Lexington in San Francisco is this bar, this lesbian bar that has now closed because, you know, lesbians can't keep a fucking bar open because we all just nest too much or something. <laughs> but like, um. I was in there and I was filming on my little handy cam because I was making this silly pride video and to, to call me maybe this was like several years ago. Oh. And I was just like shooting B-roll inside this bar. And it was like all these women and this girl comes like walking up to me all matter of fact. And it's like, um, you can't just like walk into a lesbian safe space and start filming and exploiting us. And I was like, I'm a lesbian. And then she goes, Oh, Oh. oh my god and then suddenly I'm like the most popular girl in there but they were about to throw me out mm -hmm. you know like totally um because it's such a non-friendly to femme environment in non the city not friendly to femme environment I think I want a t-shirt <laughs> that says that yes <laughs> let's make those shirts <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I like I think I picked a lot of women that were like exploring. I would make out with them and I would touch them. But anytime I got like below the belt line, which is like, I think I need to go here now, there would be that frozen kind of, oh God. And in fact, my podcast, it's me interviewing one of my bestie friends who we had a relationship and a physical intimacy thing going on. And she doesn't remember any of it. In fact, it's all about oh her. God. Yeah. I have I, the same thing. Like this person, <gasps> like she, it's like she literally blacked it out. Oh my God. Like, are you serious? Like, we didn't do that. Yeah. And I was like, what? What are you talking? And then I feel crazy. Cause I'm oh, like, you we have to hear did. my, you have to hear my <laughs> podcast. You'll, you'll feel so not alone. Cause I feel so not alone with you just saying that. I mean, people listen to the podcast and they're like, I heard her, but I still don't get it. And it's like, Right, because there's so much programming around pleasure, who you can be with, and all of that. I had something like that in college, and the girl to this day, like, kind of denies that, like, pretty much everything that happened didn't happen, save for, like, one threesome that she remembers, you know? Whoa. Ouch. Yeah. So. When, my, when I was flirting with my current partner, and I told her I had a crush on her, I was totally prepared to be rejected that's all I've ever had so I was just like it was for me that I communicated it not because I thought there was a chance it was just oh I just want you to know I'm flirting with you because obviously you can feel this from me and she was like yeah baby and I was like uh what <laughs> you want me <laughs> okay this is awesome so yeah it took me 38 years or 37 so first off I want to let everyone know what a badass writer you are because not only are your articles really informative and relatable to everybody no matter what their label is sexual preference they're really fucking funny you are an incredible <laughs> writer I'm reading it like to the very last word it's awesome can you tell everybody, because you kind of do everything, can you tell people what you do and your website, how to find you? My Facebook job says I'm a storyteller, mm -hmm. which is basically kind of encompasses all of the various work I've done over the years. I would say primarily I'm a writer. I've also been a documentary filmmaker. I made a couple of short films. One was in Kenya about curing blindness, and the other one is about lesbian pornography. 
that I made as a supplement to my senior thesis at UCLA. Cool. In terms of my writing, on the internet, I've mostly published about lesbian culture, sexuality, health, wellness. I have kind of a personal mission to make sure that all women have as many orgasms as possible. Pleasure. So on an educational level, I'm always trying to encourage girls to like explore their sexuality, be comfortable with their bodies, obviously like within limits of what they feel comfortable with. I like to write about my experiences as a lesbian because I think there's a lot of lessons inherent in inhabiting this sexuality that the rest of the world can take to heart. And also it kind of helps lesbians. It's always nice to have someone be a voice. I want to contribute to that conversation and create a space where lesbians and bi girls and straight girls and whatever, and even guys can come and read it. Yeah. Learn something. Yeah. And most of that work is on livefastmag.com, which is FAST stands for Fashion, Art, Sex, and Travel. It's a great magazine. And I write mostly sex for them. And then my own personal website, Film Reels, or my other writing uh, is katieboyden.com. Cool. Yeah. So I was one of those people who is looking for articles to support my response to what I call straight girl syndrome, which I'll talk about later. And your articles like healed my frustration. They made me feel like I wasn't alone. Your writing is amazing. It's relatable, like I said, for all people, no matter what their label. And the information there was super important and funny and entertaining. And I love that you want to talk about orgasms and sex pleasure. I think it takes a lot of courage to do that. And that's kind of my question for you. I see you as having a superpower in your ability to out things, break them down, speak openly about things. Have you always been that way? Have you always had that ability to, hey, let's just tell the truth about this? Yeah, I'm a pretty open person. I always have been. Obviously, when I was a closeted teenager, I wasn't walking around openly talking about orgasms and things like that. I was like secretly wondering if like anyone else masturbated, you know, and, like, yeah. stuff like that. And also just I was scared to talk about my sexuality because I didn't really understand it yet. I was kind of burying it a little bit. When I came out when I was 21, which was in 2006, it kind of thrust me on this journey of not only self-discovery, but it kind of galvanized me into being a bit of an activist for a while because mm-hmm. that was like the peak of, we, we were just getting into the era of Prop 8 in California, you know, mm-hmm. the big push for gay rights and marriage equality. In this past decade, the main focus has been marriage equality. And I think there's much more to the gay rights movement than that, but sure. it was like a good start. As a feminine lesbian who is largely invisible in the world, I have to come out all the time. Like, I I come out almost every day to somebody, somehow, inadvertently. If I leave my house, there's like a 95% chance that I will come out to a stranger because they'll ask me something about, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, oh, no, actually, I date women. Or every time I start a new job. I remember I was sort of the unofficial sex educator of my group of friends in high school and then, like, getting even older into college. At that time, we were all hooking up with boys, but I... (laughs) I waited a long time to lose my virginity because I was waiting to feel something. Mm-hmm. And then it just never happened. And finally, I was like, screw this. I'm just going to have sex with the guy I'm dating and just see if I enjoy it. And I'm like, this is boring. Is this all there is? You know, but I didn't realize that the problem was me or not the problem yeah. that I wasn't exploring the right gender. So once I started dating my first girlfriend, we were both straight and closeted as far as we knew. Like we thought we were straight, even though we both totally were not. We kind of yanked each other out of the closet together. Like we did it. We did this whole exploration thing together. But I remember like locking ourselves into a bedroom and we kind of spent six or seven months. We were making up for lost time, all the pleasure we didn't have with guys. Yeah. (laughs) And once I was 
starting to realize what my body was capable of, what a deep love connection feels like, the ways that women can please each other. I just became like obsessed with wanting all the other women of the world to know this secret. I felt like I stumbled upon this enormous, amazing, magical secret that like yes. nobody knew. Like yes. all of my straight friends would come home for one night stand or just even like a guy they were actually dating. You ever get off and they're like, ah, eh, sometimes, not really, never. Yeah. Some of them were saying never. And I was like, never? That's horrible. Like, it actually breaks my heart that this is the case. And I think the whole world would be happier. A lot of women would be more empowered if they had the handle on their sexuality and they weren't. I can't tell you how many straight girls are like, oh, I don't like when people go down on And I'm like, really? Why not? And like, well, I just, I've never done it, but I just would feel really weird with someone doing that. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they yeah. say, oh, you know, because I'm kind of embarrassed of like my vagina or like, I don't know if I'm okay or not, or if I smell or taste weird. So it's not that they even know that they don't like it. They're just afraid of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so women are denying themselves pleasure, like left and right, and especially straight women. And guys aren't doing much to change the conversation. I'm not saying that men are incapable of this. You know, the men are only as capable as the women are of expressing what they want as well. You know, so it has to be like a a two-way street. And a lot of women are afraid to talk about what they want and what they feel comfortable with. I come from a pretty like liberal part of Northern California. My parents are kind of square. Like my mom is not a super big fan of the fact that I write so openly about sex on the internet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She doesn't really care at the same time. She thinks it's kind of fun. I always have felt like I don't really belong in American society because I feel more, I guess, sexually akin to Europeans maybe where they just don't make as big of a deal out of it. And people are allowed to do what they want to do without necessarily stamping a label on their behavior. Yep. Just like a more like free flowing, non puritanical, like much more healthy, open dialogue around sex and sexuality. You don't see that in this country. And I've had so many situations where I've had to defend myself and like the way I live my life, what I choose to write about because people just see me as so risque and like out there. Why do you do this? But I just want to make a comment and say that for you, it's really wholesome. It's very heart-based because you see the power that a person can have when they unleash pleasure and they embody pleasure and they explore and they kind of get past all the stories and the programming and the fear. So yeah, it might be really risque. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about that. But it's super heart-based. Like your articles are like that. They're funny. And just even hearing you now, just speaking right from your heart, you're obviously super passionate and heartfelt about empowering people. Recently read a study. It's not a new study, but I just discovered it. And it was saying that straight women are lowest on the list for orgasms. So like at the top is gay men have the most orgasms Uh and at the very bottom is straight women and it's just so sad just like you said Uh it's like oh man I Uh want to like teach you about your own body and pleasure and exploration yeah I think I've seen that study as well and it was not surprising to me but it still pisses me off (laughs) because I think straight women are in sort of a unique position to affect enormous amounts of change because they're the ones who are so close to the men in our society they're in their bedrooms every night they're like Mm -hmm. raising their children co-parenting and they're the ones who have the most access to men the most constant access to straight men who are the ones who need this education as well you know if straight women were to sort of empower themselves and lead a charge on like no, this is what I want and this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being honest, I spent a lot of time sleeping with men and that was kind of my main goal. I usually would start off saying, just so you know, every woman you have ever been with has faked and here's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now let's yeah. go over a different way to do it. 
That's so awesome that you do that. <laughs> I've done similar things. I bet, yeah. I reached out to you especially because frustration level is high and it kind of goes through the roof. When I get a comment from a straight woman, and I'm air quoting right now, who says, <laughs> I like dick too much. And I want to give the listener some context. So I think this comment, I like dick too much, is better as a question. So I'd rather that people say, but what do I do if I like dick? Not, I like mm-hmm. dick too much. And here's what I mean. Mm-hmm. If I casually mention to someone about a future partner, because a lot of the time people are sitting in my office and they're getting a reading and they want to know about their partner. 15 years ago when I started, I had to ask people, are you looking for male partner, female partner? Because I would sometimes go off on a rant of something that I was seeing, reading more masculine energy. And the person would be like, oh, I'm looking for a woman. Yes, masculine energy. I kind of have stopped doing that in a certain way. And I do a little bit more of a like, ah, oh, man, woman, whatever. This is what the spirit looks like. And whenever mm-hmm. I'm being vague, and that woman is identifying herself as straight, they feel the need to say to me, like, no way, I like dick too much. It leaves little opening to converse about it, about the topic of dick or orgasm or penetration. And so I was like, please, please, can we talk about this question? I'm turning it into a question. What do I do about dick if I'd like to be penetrated? I cannot stand that statement. I've been hearing it for years and years and years and years. I don't know how every collective straight woman just has landed on this thing. They all say it. I've heard it over the years like, well, I'd totally be with a girl, but I just like dick too much or I like dick too much. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's like such a non sequitur of a statement, like you said. I actually just wrote an article that has yet to be published, Guide for Straight Women Who Want to Have Lesbian Sex. Love that. And I have it kind of numbered out different points to make sure that you are addressing if you're seriously considering this. And one of the points in my article is get rid of that I like dick too much narrative because it's so unhelpful and damaging and limiting. Because not only is it super vague and based in nothing, this is also a failure of society at large to make any forays into understanding other types of sex besides like regular like man-woman intercourse. Yep. Like I've written exhaustively about the fact that women are very capable of penetrating each other without having penises and without having strap-ons. People always default to that too. They say, oh, so then you guys are like always strapping it on. I'm like, no, that's crazy. <laughs> it's like time-consuming. It like doesn't always work. <laughs> we have two perfectly good hands can do a lot with that you know absolutely and, and if guys would understand the power of their hands start to oh, harness yeah. that differently like i think they could access female pleasure in a much deeper way than like what their dicks can do because they just kind of move around blindly and like they, they have no control over what it does really you true, know true so and i, I want to just sidebar <laughs> and add something so one of the women i work with and is a dear friend of mine her name's tammy kent And she does holistic pelvic care. So she goes intravaginally into vaginas, finds these pressure points, really teaches women about their body in this incredible way. And it's eye-opening. I had a friend go see and came back and said, oh my God, my vagina is as big as a football field. And I laughed so hard (laughs) because I knew exactly what she meant. It's like all of a sudden she realized how many different points there were inside of her. And it just gave her access in a whole new way. And I remember one time Mm -hmm. when I was getting a treatment from Tammy and I was with men at that time 
And I had said something about like, it's just so weird that you can't get these pressure points like with the penis. And she just stopped and looked at me and said, right, penises are really limiting. And it was so eye opening for me back then. And then, of course, as I've explored with my partner, who's incredible with her hand, I'm like, oh, I really, really get this. It is a whole Uh other fucking world. Yeah, it is. It's like night and day. And also the way that guys kind of approach what they call fingering is not how lesbians approach what we call fucking, you know? Yes. Like with our hands. Oh, please like there's say a more. Ma- there's a massive difference there. Well, because guys think of fingering as like, oh, let me just like stick my fingers in you. And it's almost like they're trying to like unearth some gold or like <laughs> dig around or like, like they don't know what the hell they're doing. And like they're just kind of like jamming them in. They just think it's some random necessary intermediary step before they can stick their dick in you. You know, and like, oh my god, you're killing me. <laughs> and lesbian for us, it's the main event or one of them, so mm-hmm. we treat it with a sacredness. And also, like, you're using your whole upper body, you're using mm-hmm. your shoulders and your lats and everything. It's not just this kind of wiggle your fingers around motion, it's this whole full body fucking motion, you it's know. Your, and it's a it's very your, different, it's your dick, yeah, it is. It's a dick, which is why whenever I injure my right hand, I get really sad and depressed. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, no, like, I'm going to be out of commission for, like, a few weeks. Like, if, like, I hurt my, sprained my fingers or something. Oh, I've got a funny um, one. My partner went to the chiropractor, and he could not figure out what was wrong with her hand. And he said, it's like someone shook your hand real hard. And she laughed <laughs> so fucking hard. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, my God. Like, sometimes you'll get, like, these, like, weird hand cramps. But, you know, you power through it. Um <laughs> But yeah, but like guys, they they view all of this as like varying forms of foreplay. And you're right. Yeah, dicks are very limiting because they just kind of like, they just blindly jam into wherever they are. Like they don't have any control over themselves. Like they can't control their own movements. All that they do that's positive is just like the feeling of penetration. But there's no real delicate levels. There's no nuanced control. Absolutely. And you can get multiple points with the hand that you can't get with the penis. (laughs) Yeah. That point, that point, that point, and that point yeah all the points all the points a lot of guys do know this so this past year I've been single for most of it and I randomly decided to sleep with a guy when I was out of the country just because like why not you know I I check in with myself every five or six years I'm like oh maybe I should sleep with a guy again I'm like oh still gay like To his credit, he was like 24 from Germany. He didn't even think of his dick as like an option. Like he was doing all this. He was basically having lesbian sex with me. And I was like very appreciative of like what he was doing and the effort he was making. Because like he intuitively knew that it worked better, you know? Yeah. Totally. And then way, way, way later, he was like, oh, can I use my um, whatever? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. So like, <laughs> I prefer the hand. Totally. Like, so that was a kind of a unique experience. And then obviously all the girls I've been with are experts. You know, this I like dick too much thing, just to wrap it back to that. Yeah. Number one, like, they're almost speaking from a, they don't even, like, necessarily know what they're saying because they've yeah. never experienced an alternative. Well said. So to say I like dick too much is like saying, you know, I like snow and you've never been to the beach yeah so beautiful and also it's insulting to men I wrote about this in the article like it's Uh taking a very real human male Uh and reducing him down to one piece of his anatomy yep Okay, sorry if I'm, like, late to the party here, but don't you ladies like other things about guys? Like, I don't know, like, their man's arms and their, like, body hair and their, like, shoulders or whatever the fuck. Yep. Like, man, like whatever the things are that make them men. Totally. Like, 
what about that or their pheromones inexplicable attraction that you have like but yet you're just going to only talk about one part of them like no wonder men have so much anxiety around their penis size and everything because it seems to be all that everyone cares about you know all they talk about absolutely my girlfriend's dick is always hard (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh Yep. And, and not all women want to be penetrated, too. So I just That's remember. That's true. Yeah, I just remember like when I was younger and because I also was an official sex educator in my group. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, <laughs> there was at least 50 percent, if not more, of the girls that I talked to that were like, I don't really need that. So mm-hmm. I know that I'm speaking specifically to women who love to be penetrated that make that comment. But there's mm-hmm. also women who just, it's just not their thing. It's just not how they like to get off. So lesbians do so many other things. There's so many different friction points. And it's not all just scissoring, which everyone likes to talk about. And you even wrote about that in your article, like, hello. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what what is that? I don't even know what that Thanks, is. Thanks, South Park. <laughs> yeah, the whole... The whole world is under this, like, bizarre hypnosis that lesbians just, like, lay around and scissor. And I'm like, we're not all that flexible. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> it's not a particularly safe thing to do. If, like, mm-hmm. you don't know the person very well. Like, it can be really uncomfortable. Like, sometimes if you manage to hit, like, a sweet spot, it can be, like, a sexy thing. Yeah. It's certainly it's not, not, like, an every time thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's way yeah. too complex. Totally. Um And it's kind of unnecessary. There is, to me, like a little, my my one like drawback with lesbian sex is that sometimes it can become so like switch offy, you know, like Uh where, okay, I'm doing everything to her and I'm like completely focused on her pleasure, which is actually, that's also a benefit because it means everything is about making this woman happy. But but there's also... Which um, is such a a turn on, can I say? It's so hot making a woman come, but keep going. I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. The switch I, wrote, I wrote that in the article too. Yeah. <laughs> I said something to the effect of like, there's nothing better. There's nothing more rewarding than no. getting a woman off. Like getting a guy off feels like, Boring. like going Easy. to McDonald's or something yeah. like this is really simple. <laughs> and like getting a girl off is like making a gourmet burger from Ew. like bison. And like, you know, it's like you put in fucking time, you put in effort and energy and you get like a really big reward. Yeah. It, it hypnotized by your gourmet metaphor um great to make a woman come yeah it can be switch offy where i've seen girls in the past too who are more into kind of like a grinding together thing you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. some girls can get themselves off that way and it's kind of more intimate because you're like in each other's faces and yes. your hearts are lined up so you can like achieve that if someone has long enough arms someone's like fucking the other one and you're like kind of together and being able to kiss each other and stuff because with the switch off thing I mean like you know you're completely focused down there and like you're not really anywhere near her face I kind of try to aim for like a blend of things where you know sometimes you know you're just kind of on this mission to give her like a very powerful orgasm and other times you're trying to do something very intimate and close and centered and with each other you know like looking in each other's eyes kind of thing Mm -hmm. so but it's all possible it's all certainly achievable within the realm absolutely I can think of six positions off the top of my head that give more of that like hetero feel if you will where it's your bodies are together your faces are closer where both people can get off but yes Mm -hmm. I totally get the switchy offy thing that is awesome and also sucky sometimes in your article you talked about the only thing I had said to my partner the only thing I missed about heterosex was the two arms around me and Mm -hmm. that you had wrote about that when you were like oh like the one thing that was cool about like this you know strap Mm -hmm. on was like oh two arms like that's kind of cool so there's yeah yeah, there's you know I would take those limitations and I would take those limitations with the 20 orgasms they come with as opposed to like (laughs) having like 
connected missionary check for I'm not going to come at all from some <laughs> random guy. I love you. Yes. But any day. <laughs> I was alluding to something that I've tagged as straight girl syndrome. And I want to chat with you about it a little bit. So to me, straight girl syndrome, these are women who don't even consider the possibility of being with a woman beyond friendship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think you and I agree that, you know, sexuality is like this, you know, beautiful, flowy thing. And my yeah. partner in particular doesn't love the label. She actually doesn't identify as a lesbian at all. She just doesn't even like that title. She's a millennial and she's just all like... It's people, it's about people, but yes, I prefer women. And so we all have mm-hmm. our own titles and things. Well, yeah, I've I... gotten much more relaxed on titles over the last decade. You know, it was, it seemed more important politically to come to be like a very out lesbian, like in the, in the early beginning. 2000s. Yep. But now it's like, uh, I almost feel like washed up in passe as a lesbian. Like I should be identifying as like, you know, non-binary pansexual or whatever everybody else is these days. So what I'm calling straight girl syndrome is women who have never thought about being with a woman beyond friendship. They're the ones who make these comments, right, like I've mentioned. But Uh they're also the ones that feel that it is safe to flirt with my girlfriend because she's a girl. (laughs) So I think sometimes women don't recognize their own desire bubbling up, even when it's obvious to those of us who recognize sexuality as more fluid. And so I want to tell you just a quick story to highlight this. So I want to tell you the story of a time that my partner had a woman buy her a special dessert on Valentine's Day while she was on a date with her own husband. Was your partner on the date with them? No, the partner was on the date with me. And a straight woman bought my partner a special Valentine's Day dessert while she was on a date oh. with her husband. Oh, hello. <laughs> so if this woman happens to hear this, I want to say that I hope she's not embarrassed with my take on it because I'd rather she be amused and open her mind a little bit. She did absolutely nothing wrong. I want to like help people recognize their actions. So I want to tell you this quick story. My partner is super charismatic and funny and flirty and just has this great extroverted personality. And we're at a restaurant that a friend of hers owns. And she heard these women at a table, four women, three of them were in their 50s. And one of them was in her maybe early 30s, late 20s. My partner goes over to the table, interrupts the waiter because she hears them struggling on their dessert option. And so she Mm -hmm. politely says, you know, hey, man, I got this. And so she tells them, like, this is the dessert you have to get. It doesn't sound good, but it's going to blow your mind. Please trust me. She's super flirty and she just draws women in. And I told Mm -hmm. her, like, how would you feel if I was in a low cut dress and I went over a table of teenage boys and shoved my boobies together and was like do you boys want some dessert do you want something that's sweet because it's like the equivalent for me I just see these women loving the attention that she gives and they're straight women but they feel this Mm -hmm. sort of chemistry and energy with her they have the dessert and then they're like the whole time talking to us like oh my god this dessert is so amazing and I get the younger one is making a lot of eye contact with me like you know when you're trying to like let someone know like oh I'm not into your partner I just I want you to know I'm giving you equal eye contact but she could <laughs> not stop turning her entire body away from her dinner and towards my partner to say different things over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So this is weeks later. It's Valentine's Day. I'm all dressed up. We're on our date. Super romantic. And I see this woman and her husband. I'm, and we're about to be sat next to them. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Because this woman has straight girl syndrome. She has no idea what she feels for my partner, but she cannot stop looking at her, talking to her, engaging with her. And so mm-hmm. I cock block. I mm-hmm. sat like between the two of them because I was like, I do not want you looking at my 
<laughs> and so this woman gets up to the bathroom back and forth several times going by my partner. By the third time, she comes over to the table. She puts her hand on the table. She looks into my partner's eyes and says, oh, my God, are you that woman? My partner's like, what? She doesn't recognize her. She's like, the one with the dessert? And then my partner recognizes, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you liked your dessert. That was so awesome. Okay, now, 15 minutes later, the waitress comes with the dessert and presents it to my partner. And the woman behind us giggles, oh, you weren't supposed to get that yet. I was supposed to be gone. The waitress has brought Valentine's dessert from this woman to my partner as a thank you for helping her pick dessert last time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts, Katie, on that? <laughs> I think that some straight women are so deeply oblivious to, like, how they actually feel that they act out in all these very strange, like, super obvious ways. If she were a man on a date with a woman and bought, like, a random dessert for, like, another woman, the whole restaurant would freak out. <laughs> you know? Like, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 100%. percent like, okay, clearly this man is hitting on her. You yep. know, but because she can, like, kind of hide within the conditioning of, oh, straight women are just so nice to each other, except for often they're not. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that actually, the fact that she is being so nice is, is even more of a sign to me, because usually really straight women are super competitive with other women, and, like, they don't give them the time of day, and they won't make eye contact at all. Yep. I have found that when I'm hanging out with a group of girls who I don't really know, they're acting weird and competitive with me if there are men around. All I have to do is say I'm a lesbian and suddenly I'm like everyone's best friend slash wingman slash yep. like, oh my God. And then they all start kind of like eyeing me and like kind of like licking their teeth a little bit. And like, <laughs> you know? Yes. And, oh God, I've opened up like a huge can of worms now. <laughs> totally. Like, as a femme, I'm everyone's experiment. I've slept with a fair amount of stray girls. I know that game. Like I know how that goes. I'm not one of those lesbians who's annoying and thinks that she can flip girls or says, I only date straight girls that are so cocky and like I can't yep. stand them. So annoying. Like they annoy me the way that hockey straight guys annoy me. Absolutely. Like, well, it's just ego. Um, it's not, yeah. yeah, it's not like, what is this about? You're saying I might want to give a straight girl an experience, but I want to sense into what they really need and want. It's not about putting your yeah. own agenda on them. Well, and the whole I like dick thing is also so problematic. To go back to it again, I was just thinking about something as you were saying that. When I'm with a new woman, it doesn't matter if she's gay or straight or whatever, I spend significant time directly asking her how she accesses pleasure. Yes. I literally will ask girls to masturbate in front of me or like mm -hmm. show me what they do. Like one girl's like, oh, I hump a pillow or mm -hmm. something. And I'm like, okay, well, let's substitute my face for the pillow or, mm -hmm. you know, totally. like. Or some girl will say, like, I like grinding. Or another girl's like, I like being fucked really hard. Another girl's like, oh, I like when you go down on me and do this and that. And you have to have that open dialogue because I don't want to just bust out all my tricks and hope that one of them works. Like, I want to know <laughs> what... <laughs> She likes totally. in advance, you know, like I don't make it so awkward. Okay, now we're in class. Communication. Like, I put them in a very comfortable space. And also I express what I like because I want it to be reciprocal. Like, I'm kind of done with the pillow princesses. I've had enough with that, you know. Ew. The straight girls who just lay there and don't give anything back because they're mm -hmm. too scared. They claim that they don't know what to do. It's super freaking instinctive and natural. Like, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, every woman has the ability to do that. They just don't know it. So. um what I hear you saying is you're really good at asking for what you want and you want someone that will be co-creative with you. And it's so hot when the pleasure goes back and forth and the intimacy and the kissing and the slowness and the touching and the skin to skin. It's just yummy. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And just, I would want all the men who are hearing this or reading my article to know it's not that hard to just sit and ask a woman, what do you like? Like, rather than just assume that everything you've ever done before, it just works and you're like Superman. Like what you said, where you sit them down and you're like, okay, every woman is sacred and here's why. Mm -hmm. It hurts their fragile egos. I'd rather them have one experience where they're feeling a little bit hurt than like spend their entire life doing the wrong things and like making a bunch of women not get off who like feel at some point that they just have to fake it and stop the whole damn thing, you know? To prove your point. OMG, yes, that website, it has different women masturbating in different ways and showing different ways that they get pleasure. And I absolutely love that website, highly recommend it. It's like $38 to have access to all these videos where women are showing you how they get off. Can we work for them? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure you can, girl. Just write them a letter. Just write them an article. But um, what's so cool about it is in the privacy of your own home, you just sign up for it. You get to see these videos. First few videos I watched, I was like, oh, my God, that would fucking hurt. I don't anyone to do that to me. I wouldn't do that to myself. And then Uh when I was watching other women in other videos, it was like, that is what I do. And that's just an example Mm -hmm. of how different we all are. So it isn't like you're a woman and you know what women want. What you're saying is I'm a woman. I understand that I need a really safe environment, woman or man, to feel pleasure and to feel like I can explore. And so I create that kind of environment with other women so they can tap into that. And that website shows like not everybody gets off in the same way. It's varying ways. It's really different. And there's different types of orgasms. Yeah, well, it's not even necessarily fair to put all the getting off pressure on a partner, especially a new one. Mm-hmm. Like oftentimes if I'm newly with someone, I'll say like, okay, you like fuck me and I'll touch myself. You know, mm-hmm. like let's kind of tag team this. Yeah. Because I know that I'll be able to do the right things to get off. What they're doing is going to amplify it so much. Of course, because you're with and, someone, you're kissing them, you're touching them, the skin to skin. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and they're doing like a supplemental thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're fucking me or something with their hands. It just it makes it that much more powerful because I remember back in the day with guys trying to do that and they're like, Oh no, 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 let me do everything. I'm like, no, let me fucking do this part. And you do that part, you know, like, yep. Mm -hmm. Why is it so hard for you? You don't have to do everything. And sometimes you want to lay back and let them do everything. It's not like a bad thing or diminishes like the other person's capability. If you say, look, I know how to do this and you are going to help accentuate it, you know? And then over time, like as you learn each other's bodies, if you're still with that same partner, then you do start kind of doing more exclusive things to each other where they don't have to help themselves out if they don't want to. My last relationship till the very end, we had so many different ways of having sex. And sometimes we would just be lazy and get ourselves off near each other. (laughs) You know, we're like, we'd just be kissing or something. We called that like lazy sex. That was the laziest form. And then the other times we would just be like, having these marathons for like hours what's so cool about being a woman and being with women is there's a million different ways to get girls off you said there's different types of orgasms and there's also this damaging pervasive myth out in america and parts of the world that if women don't come vaginally from mm-hmm. penetration alone that they're just broken or something mm-hmm. i know maybe like a small handful of girls who can come that way. And I think that those women are literally the only people who regularly get off from straight sex because they just happen to have a lucky anatomical arrangement down there that lets them come from penetration alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas the rest of the women who are like more clitoral or something are sitting there like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yep. You know? Yep. 
that's where that I like dick thing becomes so limiting again because yes. that's like the only thing that they can do and then they're like this isn't working for me what else you got thank you well, so much I'm glad time. that you found me <laughs> yeah I'm glad you found I don't me even, <laughs> did you find me on Instagram or live yeah fast so or I I found you on live fast because I was googling just lesbian sex and of course everything you google that's lesbian sex is just hardcore porn that isn't lesbian sex anyways yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah it was yeah, like yeah. scrolling and scrolling and scrolling like can anyone talk about this what my real experience is. Okay, thank you. This was really fun. Awesome. Thanks, sweetie. Bye. Well, folks, that's all we got for you. What are some ways you can get more pleasure in your life? Where do you begin? Try writing down something you've always wanted to experience. It could be sexually or an exotic trip or both. Make a personal pleasure wish list. Blessings to you. This has been a Lotus Lantern production. All rights reserved.